the front row seats to your 2021 local elections. All of it right here on Local Voices, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Join the conversation on Twitter. Tweet us at VowFM, hashtag Local Voices. Just gone two minutes after seven o'clock right here on VFM 88.1. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Local Voices, your show that looks into the 2021 local government elections. I'm your host, Osiabo Ngamota, and we're together all the way until 8 p.m. Remember, this uh, uh, show will be going on for the duration of the election um, between 7 and 8 p.m. every Monday. This evening, we are doing something that I think you've been waiting for for the longest time. State your case. Uh, political parties are coming out in numbers in different communities talking about what they want to offer different communities across the country. But particularly, we're looking into the city of Johannesburg. We were hoping to be having um, two major political parties in the city of Johannesburg. But unfortunately, um, one of our guests could not make it due to load trading. We wanted to have um, DA Merrill candidate at the city of Johannesburg, Dr. Paul Palate, but she couldn't make it because of load trading. But we'll be having um, ANC spokesperson in Johannesburg, um, Sasabona Manganye, who will be talking to us about ANC plans. And also, we'll be joined by Marasi Marotodi from N5 Resources Center. That's where we'll be looking into our feature local voices across the country. You can also be part of the show on Twitter at FM hashtag local voices on WhatsApp 0840784912. You can call 011717 But before that, let's look into our elections stories for this week. Get all your 2021 local elections news and updates right here on Local Voices, Vow FM 88.1. Now, we're looking into the first story. The ANC did its best to tackle COVID-19, and these are the words of ANC President Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, during his campaign in trial in Kimberley in the Northern Cape, uh, President Ramaphosa told the residents that the party did its best to save lives and livelihoods during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, you know that the government led by the ANC has tried to secure the lives of many of our people. We did the best we can to save lives, to save livelihoods. When COVID-19 hit us, we tried to defend and secure the livelihoods of our people. We increased the grants. We even introduced a new grant the 350 rand grant per month. Let's give a round of applause to our government for having done something like that. Now, there are a number of people who have not yet received it. That is still being processed. The work of processing that is still underway. And also, Inka Freedom Party founding president, Prince Mangosotu Ptelezi, says, says that they have the best record of accomplishment when it comes to not having corrupt members in government institutions. So much as honest leaders, an active citizen working hand in hand. Thanks God we have both. The IP has a track record that speaks for itself. As our candidate, Ms. Jonathan Anipen, actually stated when you welcomed us. Throughout almost 19 years at the helm of KwaZulu and throughout 10 years in governance in KwaZulu, when the IFE ran this province for 10 years under Dr. Frank Blanose, under Dr. Ben Gumane, under Dr. Mchali, IFE ministers and MECs have never been charged with corruption. So when we give you leaders, we first check that those leaders are people of integrity. Because giving you honest leaders is far more important than giving positions to comrades, to people within our party, because they are comrades. Every public representative... And 
when we're looking into our last story, uh, EFF leader Julius Malema speaks on the electricity issues facing the communities after there was a picture of a school child doing homework under a street lamp. The president of the Economy Freedom Front was campaigning in Pushpak Ridge in Pomalanga province. Okay, that's all that we have on our elections news this week. Let's get into the conversation after this. Get all your 2021 local elections news and updates right here on Local Voices, Vow FM 88.1. This is Local Voices, exclusive to Vow FM 88.1. Just gone eight minutes after seven o'clock. Okay, so our team went out to get your views on who exactly you want to vote for in these coming elections. And this is what you had to say. The type of councillor that we would vote for is the kind of councillor that would not only just focus on service delivery, but also focus on other issues involving drug abuse, substance abuse, and your cancer awareness programs um, and kidney failures. Issues that um, most leaders do not target. Issues that... Hi, the kind of a councillor that I want in my community must be the one who will be able to communicate with people all the time 24 7 when there's a crisis he must he must be able to attend to it without problems or have the type of road council i'll be willing to vote for it's someone that will be championing service delivery making sure that they continuously communicate with the community if there are service delivery matters that have been communicated to them, uh, continuously having feedback, public meetings with the community, just to let them know what from the municipal side of the city is doing in making sure that the issues are addressed. I'm sure there's so many um, things that residents of the city of Johannesburg and across the country would want to see happening and the type of people that they would want to see in parliament. But now, I don't know about you, but you can keep your voice notes uh, coming on 84 or on Twitter um, uh, at VARFM hashtag local voices. Now, to have this conversation, I'm joined by ANC spokesperson in the city of Johannesburg, Mr. Sasabona Manganye. Uh, Mr. Manganye, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good evening and uh, good evening also to your listeners. Uh, I'm glad that you, you were able to, to make time because I understand that you're in a meeting, but, I'm, I, but we are really appreciate for you making time into speaking to us. Now, I want us to speak into, uh, well, firstly to look into, like the city of Johannesburg so far has seen four different mayors. And this is because of, I mean, the unfortunate passing of uh, Mayor Jeff Makuba and Mayor uh, Jolidi Matongo. But so far, how has the ANC reacted to how the city has been governed in the past five years? Yeah, yeah look, I mean, um, the reality is that in 2016, uh, the, the dark cloud landed into the city of Johannesburg, uh, which disrupted, you know, the very key programs that the ANC, you know, introduced in 2011 through what we call GDS 2040, that is Growth and Development Strategy 2040, a long-term plan that is meant, you know, to transform city of Johannesburg to deliver services to the people of Johannesburg, but not only to deliver services, but also to ensure that they are economically uplifted through empowering SMMEs and also creating employment, uh, but also to ensure that they are safe. And, 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 and all those programs uh, were disrupted uh, by the, you know, our failure to get sufficient majority. Uh, because remember, we, we still remained a party that had uh, more votes in the city of Johannesburg than any other party. Our percentage was high, but we didn't have a minimum 50% that can give us a, a majority for us to elect a mayor and govern the city of Johannesburg. And the DA worked with the EFF and other small parties uh, to constitute a, a coalition government which collapsed. And during their period as the coalition government, they have demonstrated that, you know, they failed to follow 
proper governance processes to govern. They have exposed the fact that they are not experienced in governing the city. Uh, you will know that the public protector found against Yemen Mashaba that he has improperly appointed David Tembe. Uh, because David Tembe was a number five candidate out of the interviews. And the Hemen Mashaba appointed him, uh, you know, instead of taking number one candidate, and the public protector found uh, that Hemen Mashaba's administration was wrong to do so. Uh, uh, that exposed, and the same David Tembe, they will be talking to you about hey, cater deployment, this and this. The same David Tembe today is part of the Action SA. So that tells you that uh, uh, he manipulated the processes to favor uh, his own comrade. Uh, uh, so, 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 Mr. Mangani, I, so, I, uh, the second thing is that. Well, I think I think we, we we can we can talk about, you know, politics, the wrong appointments of people because of political influences all day. I think, one way or the other, it's going to come in in such conversations. But I want us to look into the ANC. Too many corruption allegations in in different places. Obviously, not convicted by a court of law, but allegations from ministers, mayors, and and there's those in the city of Johannesburg that have been you know implicated in certain um, corruption allegations. What 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 are you bringing this time around that will be very new to the people of the of Johannesburg? The ANC it's very 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 serious. Uh, in dealing with issues of corruption. Uh, you will know for a fact that the, we have embarked on the path of renewal, uh, rebuilding ourselves as an organization and also the society in general after the 2017 uh, you know, Nazareth uh, conference. And uh, since that particular conference, you will know that there have been a number of strikes that, that have been registered in the African National Congress fighting corruption left, right, center. You know, um, uh, uh, so, 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 so even in the city of Johannesburg, I mean, uh, currently there are a number of uh, cases that, uh, you know, we, we are dealing with uh, through a group, a forensic investigation unit that have discovered a lot of things that uh, have been, and those are, uh, uh, you know, um, um, cases have been processed within the city of Johannesburg. Even the, the latest ones that had to do with uh, PPEs, where, you know, people took an advantage of this pandemic and, 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 and started to manipulate processes, you know, to benefit them personally. Those people have been brought into book. Some have been suspended. Some are going through disciplinary processes. Some who are still waiting for the ICE, uh, you know, the CI, I mean, the uh, SIU to finalize the report, you know. But, but you can see that all these crime-fighting institutions that the ANC government have created are working tirelessly to ensure that we fight against corruption. Because fighting against corruption, it means the African National Congress must have a political will to allow the state institutions to operate independently without political influence. But would that you is why even people that you... Be but would you agree with me if I, if I say there are ANC card hold, or members who hold ANC membership who are corrupt? Can you name? But I'm asking, would you say they are? Would you say there are some of them who are corrupt? Look, remember, the reason I'm saying can you name any is because of for you to constitute somebody as corrupt, you know what is the process. We are a, a constitutional democratic, democracy a country that uh, believes in the rule of law. And for me to say you are corrupt, you know, it must be because of the judge has made that particular ruling. However, as the ANC, we are saying even before the judge can say you are corrupt, um, we, 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 will allow, we will request you to step aside so that you don't, you, your conduct, your personal conduct must not dent the image and the brand African National Congress because the ANC doesn't stand and support anyone who is accused of such. 
So uh, yes, and and I, I mean, I want us, I want us to 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 stick more into the the, the city of Johannesburg. I mean. It's quite a number. Quite a number of um, you've mentioned yourself that there are those people who took advantage of the pandemic, you know, and you know did their own things. But I want us to look into fundamental issues like issues of housing around around the city. You know, the buildings that you know have been hijacked in the CBD, and what is the ANC plan around those issues? Yes, in fact, uh, that's one of the. You know, serious challenges that we we have to deal with as an organization. Um, inner city revitalization is one of the programs that uh, we we are going to reintroduce. So the inner city revitalization program, it's a program that uh, we we want to clean up the inner city. How do we want to clean up the inner city? Firstly. We want to ensure that we deal away with the undocumented foreign nationals. So people who come to the city um, uh, illegally, so we are fine. We don't have issues. Uh, Johannesburg is a cosmopolitan city. Um, it, it has been built by immigrants, but uh, it, it, you know we must deal away with those that are not there legally because we can't account for those people, and as a result, it's difficult even to to provide services for them. That is why the inner city is congested because you can't plan properly. Second to that, we have dilapidated buildings in the inner city. We 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 have introduced a program called the. Inner city property scheme, you know, which have since been discontinued when the the DA uh, EFF took over the city of Johannesburg. We will want to reintroduce that particular program, but ensuring that we accelerate that process this time, you know, so that you know we can quickly be able to deal with all these dilapidated buildings and ensure that uh, we create social housing. You know, because in Joburg, we don't have enough land that we can even uh, build RDP houses, you know, but we must use the the kind of buildings that we have in the inner city to create social housing that are affordable so that our people can be able to be closer to work and live where they work as number of people work within the inner city. Uh, and, and, and currently with the kind of the inner city we have, there is high potential that many of the big companies will run away from the inner city and our people will lose jobs and all that. So we want to revitalize the inner city. Yes. We are very clear issues of crime. Uh, we must deal with those issues, issues of drugs, uh, you know, around Hillbro, Beria, Joville. You know, we must deal with those kind of issues. We must use our program uh, of ensuring visible policing, you know, subs working with the JMPD and the communities to ensure that we deal away with issues of crime in those areas so that we can, you know, bring back the kind of the Hillbro that was before, the kind of a barrier that was before and Yoville that was. But but Mr. Magani, this these are not new issues. I mean, issues of um, that you've mentioned, undocumented um, people, residents of Johannesburg, um, crime, drug abuse. These are not uh, new issues. Why do you think this time around you'll get it right? Because I mean, you were only out of power in the city of Joburg for like three years, and throughout you've been in power. So why are you bringing this as something that's new now? Remember, within the time where we were in power in the city of Johannesburg. Uh, you can go to home affairs and check the state. How many undocumented foreign nationals were deported? You will get those states. This has been happening. There have been lots of parades which were done in different buildings within Hilbro, Beria, and Yoville, where many things were discovered, including you know, drugs, including, uh, you know, dangerous weapons and all those. That This program has always been there. But one of the key things that we must never make a mistake not to address is the fact that if we don't play a role also in assisting the, uh, some of the African countries to resolve their challenges, we are, we are still going to have a vicious cycle, you know, because many people will see South Africa as the destination where they can run away from the, 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 you know, the issues that are happening in their countries. But we must also strengthen our border, you know, policing so that people, they don't just easily access South Africa because currently our borders, uh, we must accept 
that uh, you know they are not strengthened it's easier for people to illegally get into the country and we must strengthen our borders so that we deal away with all these problems as much as you know the issue is there are foreign nationals that you know they are asylum seekers because they are worse in their countries but there are those that there are no problems in their countries they just love to be in south africa but they come wrongly through wrong channels they don't come officially so that we know them so who created these wrong channels who created these wrong channels that you are talking about it's corruption it's corruption that created these wrong channels people remember officials are not anc members officials are south africans uh, like any other person who have qualified for a particular uh, kind of a job and they do their own deals with uh, whoever they do them wherever and 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 they allow these people to come into the country illegally you will know how many home affairs officials have been arrested you know for issuing illegal documentation working with foreign nationals the, the cases have been public so that tells you that the problem is bigger than just deporting uh, foreign nationals. You must deal with it in its entirety, including dealing with the corrupt officials who issues these illegal documentations uh, to foreign nationals. Well, I, I understand. And I hope that we'll see the you know fixing of the borders and you know making sure that no one comes to South Africa illegally. But now I want us to go into, I think, something that also touches people from Soweto. In Dube, there was uh, a unit that were built just outside Dube Hostel. And um, in 2017, those units were, were demolished because of um, disgruntled residents of uh, uh, Dube Hostel. Up to this day, those units are still not fixed. What's your plan as the ANC? Should you go into power after these elections or should you retain power after these elections what is your plan in fixing those those units in fact uh, not only in Dubai uh, we had a number of housing projects in the city of Johannesburg since the DA administration took over we found it very difficult you know to get them moving on the basis that you know the DA didn't want to work with the provincial and national government in completing the projects that are brought you know by the national government the, by the provincial government so obviously we, have, we will have an opportunity to, to ensure that through intergovernmental relations we restore order in the city of Johannesburg. We ensure all the un, in, you know, incomplete projects are completed. We ensure that uh, the grant that national provide to municipalities to build more houses is utilized for that purpose. Okay, so what's your conversation with uh, the provincial government um, around places like um, the, the, I mean, the units that were built next to hostels? Obviously, in the CBD, those that was the, the the work for the provincial government, but obviously for the residents of the city of Joburg. So, what are your conversations around? Because up to this day, those units are still unoccupied. What's your plan as the ANC to make sure that people are getting what they deserve, as promised by the government? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you find that you do have got units that uh, are completed. No, but the problem is that. We, we, you know, the, the provincial government couldn't access municipal services so that when they put people there, people, you know, they are ready for, for, for human beings to live there. They will be able to have flushing toilets, they will have water, they will have got, uh, you know, um, a, a, a basic services uh, like re, a, a refuse removal and all those things. Um, and the municipality must also give, you know, um, uh, approvals, you know, um, they call it a occupancy a certificate. You know, they must be able to provide, to give those approval to allow that uh, those kind of buildings uh, be occupied. So, so, so if you have got a government that is not cooperative, with the provincial government, definitely you will find it very difficult, you know. But remember, 
it is not only because of you know the municipality was difficult and was with the opposition you know at the time in which all these things uh, you know were happening um, but it, 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 it's also because of sometimes you know the kind of service providers that are appointed is service providers who you know uh, probably they are not qualified enough to can be able to deal with those kind of projects and as a result uh, they compromise those projects even corruption you know also compromises this kind of development i mean uh, um, uh, if 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 a, a company is appointed through corrupt means it means then that particular company there are people that it must be able to satisfy and as a result that process in itself compromises service delivery because of that corruption. That is why we are very clear on corruption. You know, sometimes a building that can cost 200 million, it ends up costing double the amount because there are other people who must be satisfied to have manipulated supply chain processes to favor certain people. Yeah. Hence, we want to ensure that not only you know, uh, 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 officials, but the public itself must also work with us in fighting corruption. The, the SMMEs and business people themselves must work with us. They must not cooperate with corrupt officials How so you? that we can be able to deliver services to our people. As long as corruption is still there, it's going to be difficult to, say, to, to deliver quality services to our people. How are you planning... Um, to make sure, or how are you planning to deal with political factions? Because I understand they've done some quite, uh, they've created some commotions within the ruling party. How are you planning to deal with them in the state of Joburg? Look, um, in the in Johannesburg, the good thing is that uh, we do not have a crisis of you know factions uh, to an extent that it compromises the organization and its ability to deliver services to the people. Uh, yes, there might be those few groups that might be disgruntled and all that, but I can tell you that the, the level of politics in Johannesburg, they are highly matured to an extent that it's easier for us, even when you know we did not work together to elect a particular leader we are able to still work together so that's a good thing about the uh, city of johannesburg and i can tell you even many other regions they wish they had a kind of a city like uh, you know the, the the anc in the greater johannesburg because we are tolerant to each other um, uh, you can see even through our you know nomination processes we never had many incidences of infighting and disruptions of meetings there were minor isolated incidences that which we were able to manage as an organization and that tells you that we've got a, a healthy organization that is very strong and good to can deliver services to the people of Johannesburg. Well, I think I, I need to I need to also ask this because I think it also forms part of another part of Johannesburg, Alexandra. The Alex Renewal Project, where are we standing with this? Because I'm also a Joburg resident and I'm keen and, and you know, I'm interested to know where the should any political party be elected to govern the city? What's the plan as the ANC? Yeah. So with the Alex Renewal Project, remember, you know, it's a project that the ANC have introduced uh, some time ago. This project, uh, he have, it has yet uh, some fruits. It might have been, you know, disadvantaged by some of the, you know, um, uh, 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 corrupt elements and all that. But in general, the Alexander Renewal Project um, you know, there are a number of houses that were built there in LX. People were taken out of the sheds. They were put into the RDP houses. Uh, unfortunately, some of these people, they decided to rent out their RDP houses, went to the sheds and make money out of the rental that they get, which is a general practice which some of our people do. You know, uh, and then tomorrow you go to LX RDP house, you get a foreign national and then what do you do? You say government have allocated RGP house to a foreign national. Because no, it is Sasa who rented it out or sold it even to the foreign national. 
But the, the, the ANC have recommitted itself. You will know 2016, there was a memorandum of understanding that was signed by intergovernmental relations, through intergovernmental relations by national, provincial, and the city of Johannesburg to, to ensure that we implement Alexander Renewal Project. One thing that many people, they don't understand about Alexander Renewal Project is that there was no, no, uh, tangible committed budget that was put there uh, to say that it must deal with the project. But there was a commitment to say, city of Johannesburg is national. This is how much in this particular period we will spend to assist with Alexander Renewal Project. Provincial government did the same, and city of Johannesburg also made that commitment. But when we lost in the same year, 2016, that compromised that particular memorandum of understanding. And uh, because obviously the first thing the government that took over, uh, you know, was to reverse everything that the ANC have done. You know, even good prog- programs that were meant to assist uh, and benefit the people of Johannesburg were reversed in the interest of, you know, uh, party political, uh, 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 you know, I mean, in the interest of trying to re- to position their party better than ours, but also to, to, to characterize ours as corrupt and all those things without anything tangible. So it was compromised. So we, 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 we have taken over now um, uh, as a coalition. And unfortunately, all that we could do was to focus on how we manage the COVID, how we, 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 we make the lives of the people of Johannesburg better within the pandemic. There was lockdown. So, 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 so we had to manage very difficult uh, situations. Yeah. So, so we couldn't revive most of the programs we wanted to revive. Hence, we are calling upon people of Johannesburg, vote for the African National Congress so that we can revive all these programs. We can revisit the memorandum of understanding we have signed to address the challenges of the people of Alexander and work with the provincial and national government to address those issues. The president, when they made commitments, they need us. They need local government to take a lead to ensure the implementation of the commitments that were made uh, to the people of of, of Alex. And uh, we are still recommitting ourselves to those things. Before I let you go, Mr. Magani, I just wanted to, you know, should the ANC in the city of Johannesburg not secure a 50-plus percentage uh, with the votes to, to, to govern alone, are you still open in working with other political parties, any political party? Look, we are currently working with other political parties as we speak. Um, we are going to these elections uh, to, and, and saying to people of Johannesburg, we are making commitments to you through our manifesto. And uh, for us to fully implement those commitments, we will rely on you to give us full mandate. But the minute you don't give us full mandate, by implication it means we must negotiate with others. And when we negotiate with others, it's a give and take situation. It means there are certain things that we wouldn't be able to do because we have to satisfy even, you know, the mandate of other parties that which we will be working with and which is what we are doing currently. We can't do everything as we wish. Uh, we have to satisfy our GLU partners, whom we are so far working very well with. And we believe that if we were to be faced with the same situation, we will still continue to working with those partners because I'm sure even themselves, they are happy with the good progress that we are making in a short space of time. All right. Mr. Banganya, thank you so much for making time into having this conversation with us. We hope that things will, will, will improve after these elections. And we have this clip, so we'll remind you next time uh, if you have a conversation with us. But thank you so much for joining us. Please call me again after elections, after we have won on the 1st of November. I'm not going to speak anything different. I'm going to recommit ourselves to those things. We are going to hold all our employees accountable to ensure the implementation of the some of them they are already they've right. already started at least let's allow them to continue with them thanks very much all right it's just gone 24 minutes before seven o'clock that was ac spokesperson in the city of johannesburg or Chobek region uh mr sasabona manganye talking to us about the plans of the anc in the city of johannesburg and you know making promises that um should his party win we would want to see after the elections take a short break now and come back with uh, our next guest on the line. Local voices on Vow FM. 
looking into the 2021 local elections. This is Local Voices, exclusive to Power FM 88.1. All right, if you want to share your views, your comments, you can do that on Twitter, hashtag uh, Local Voices at VowFM. That's on Twitter. WhatsApp, 0840784912. But I'll also be interested to take your calls on 011-717-9881. On the line, I'm joined by Colleen Makubele, the mayoral candidate for the city of Johannesburg, coming from the Congress of the People. Colleen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for having me on the program, and good evening to your listeners as well. I understand that um, you were running your campaign. Oh, I think we did see you around our studios last week um, doing your campaign, and you you were you were bold around it, and you made some promises. But this time around, I, I think we've seen the Congress of the People declining. I mean, not just in the city of Johannesburg, but across the country where it initially had uh, um, seats. What's the plan this time around to revive the party? Um, thank you. Um, look, the Congress of the People has been going through a purging process, and um, I was planning to Oscar um, last time to say that um, it was a deliberate move to really purge itself of um, different elements and people that were not aligned to this new cope that we are trying to rebuild. Um, cope is on a drive to recruit uh, professionals, people that have the technical know-how, skills that are fit for purpose, that will be able to, um, for, for instance, myself in the city of Joburg, I should be able to run the city of Joburg and implement the processes and programs in the city that will benefit the pro. Uh, the, the city itself. So the decline um, is not worrying to us because right now we believe that we've attracted the right quality of people to stand as leaders of hope to display the, the kind of uh, characteristics that we want a, a servant of the people to have. And out of that, we know that the people will resonate with it and we are recruiting more professionals when we take over the city to come and partner with us and help us to run the city professionally and provide the basic services that the people of Joburg need. And this time around, um, I, I, I'm sure if we look at the stats, it's very difficult to tell if there would be any political party that would retain a 50% outright majority. Willing to work with any party despite their political ideologies, despite their their stand in, 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 in some of the things that you, you, you go against with, with rather. Yeah. Look, um the court has always made it clear to say um, we are open for coalition, but only with the right parties that have the um, similar values that stand for the same principle to serve the people of Joburg. And um, we have learned through the previous coalitions, you know, with the TA and TFF and, and others on um, really fundamentally if your ideologies and your principles are different, and if the um, interest of the parties at the helm of the leadership um, is misaligned to what the needs of the people are, there's always going to be conflict. So we're going to be very, very careful in um, how we're going to relate with the different political parties. Uh, but should that opportunity um, avail itself, yes, we'll look at it. And um, But we will make sure that the, the, the vision of the city, the interest of the people, um, are really um, taken at heart and they, they will be at the forefront of whatever coalition that needs to be formed. Let's, let's, be, let's talk about then now, I mean, the... <coughs> You as a a, a a woman who is contesting uh, for the biggest seat in in the city of Johannesburg, do you do you encounter issues of where people would um, you know question you or your capabilities because you are a woman? Um, you know, I think that we 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 have gone a long way in terms of women empowerment and um, people questioning you because you are a woman, but I think uh, now where I'm sitting, it has been questions of, um, more because I don't come from a political background, per se. You know, if you're coming from the ruling party, you'll be a card-carrying member who's been in the struggle for too long, etc., etc. 
So I'm not that kind of a candidate. I'm a professional. I've been in the corporate space. You know, uh, I've run my own businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. And I've come into the political space because of the needs that I see. And I think I can add value and I can serve uh, with the skills and the qualifications, the experience that I have. And for the past um, three years, I've been in leadership position in the state-owned entities uh, as a chairperson. And also right now, I'm at the city of Jobek as a chairperson. And those have been the positions that have exposed me politically and have allowed me to interact with the politics of, of, of um, not only the city, the politics of the country as well. So I, I think the questions have been more on my political background, but which is really the advantage because um, I think and we believe as COPE that it's time that the political space be professionalized. It's time that the council of the city, the mayoral uh, positions of the city, be professionalized and they, they, they subscribe to the principles of good governance. And um, they also um, are, are, are filled with women and men who are accountable to some professional bodies, not just to a political party, to some professional bodies and also to the public at large, you know, and people that have something to lose other than your card, uh, you know, of a political party, should you not perform. And so, um, yeah, to wrap up that question, I think the issue of women, uh, the society has uh, come a long way in embracing women in leadership. Obviously, the policies are there, but not yet implemented. We can use more women in, 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 in leadership, and we've seen how women perform when they're in leadership. Because we come with different um, personalities, characteristics, and, and priorities. You know, as a woman, I've got children, I've got, a, a, I'm a nature, and I can multitask. I can do many other things that perhaps a man may overlook uh, because um, he may just be focusing on himself only and not necessarily the same attachment as I would have to children and to uh, women and, and to society, you know, being a mother. And and I see you're one person who understand um, women empowerment, but within the, the, the your, your party, uh, the Congress of Your People, what are some of your plans to empower young black women into taking leadership positions because i feel like one way or the other women are still you know in a in a, in a, in a position where they're not really given the power or the trust to to you know hold public offices yes certainly i mean um, you know, I, I i'm an example even now of um, the parties um resolved and the parties um, really will to empower women and their belief and confidence in women. Um, being nominated to be a mayor candidate of a, a city um, like Jobek, which is the economic hub, not only of this country, but of the continent. It is a big fit, you know, and um, that in itself just demonstrates why, you know, hope, belief in women, and they're not afraid to even showcase it. Um, you can't say that about uh, many parties that are contesting the, the elections right now. And even within the, the leadership structure of the province of the party as well, we've got um, our TG is a, is a woman, you know, a deputy chairperson is a woman. And um, there's a lot of uh, women that have been um, nominated that are leading the ward as well. They, they're standing as ward councillors, and some of them youth. So um, the party is, you know, uh, putting its money where its mouth is. And um, like I said earlier, um, we, we also still have room to improve. We, 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 we can still do more to empower women in various leadership positions. And... Um, we, we hope that in our next election, uh, going national uh, and also in our next local election, we'll see more of uh, women who are qualified, women that have been trained, have been mentored, have been actually um, skilled to take up this position, come up and be given the opportunity to, to, to take up the position. I know fighting gender-based violence sh- should not or is not a, you know, a battle for women it's a it's a battle i think for everybody who lives in south africa um but 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 as 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 as, as you uh, have mentioned um the issues that women would face 
the plans because I mean the, the city of Johannesburg has so many has so many issues around you know the the the, the gender based violence, uh, particularly also like domestic domestic violence and, and and abuse against against children. Your your ideas around that uh, that that fight for, for, for fighting um, gender based violence in the city. That is very, very close to my heart. You know, um, GBV is a stage that I, I think in this 21st century, this day and age, we should not even be talking about it. But it's so sad that it's not only, you know, in our parents' day that we have experienced it, I certainly have experienced it growing up. But we see it coming up even, uh, you know, with young people that we think should um, have known better, should now be aware of... of, of um, what this does to society, to the confidence of a woman or a girl. Um, as Congress of the People, we believe that um, as much as we have faith and we know that uh, our policing force, you know, um, are, are capable and are dedicated to really fight crime and to protect women and, and girls living in their homes, but there are just not uh, enough hands and enough feet to do that in every community, in every corner, in every household. So we have plans to implement technology to assist in this fight for in this fight of GBV, not only to react when there is an act that has been committed to assist the victim, but also to uh, prevent and you know, um, assist the, the uh, young ones coming up to understand and um, through the training, etc., and also using technology, um, you know putting all these cameras everywhere and there can be apps as well. There are apps that exist even currently where if there is a violation that is happening, one can press it, it records, and it immediately informs, you know, the authorities, whether the police, the emergency services, and even if it's a young girl, you can hear somebody screaming on the other side, you just press that and the camera picks it up as well. So, so there's technology that can assist to fight this preventatively and also reactively. But we also believe that, you know, um, generally, the society has not been taught to respect women and girls. And um, that is the type of education that needs to go in from elementary stage, where a young boy must know the value of a woman, must know that they must respect a woman as a fellow human being, as somebody who contributes to society, not to be abused, not to be mistreated, but to be valued and to be nurtured like any other uh, child. Ms. Bakubele, because of time, I think we have to leave it here for this evening. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, but I appreciate it, and I look forward to coming back again. Thank you. Colleen Makubele, mayoral candidate for the Congress of the People in the city of Johannesburg, talking about her plans. Should be should she be elected as the mayor of the city of Johannesburg? Just gone ten minutes before eight o'clock. We're coming back with um, local voices across the country. Get to know what's happening in and around the political landscape. Local voices on Vow FM Mondays from seven to eight p.m. Vow FM eighty-eight point one. Welcome back. Now we're looking into local voices across the country and we're joined by Marasi Ramatodi from N5 Resource Center in Bethlehem in the Free State just to talk about service delivery issues in uh, her area Bethlehem under Tabo Mufutsanyana District Municipality. Uh, Ms. Uh, Ramatodi, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, see uh, for correction is Marotoli. Mo- drops. Oh, drops Marotoli. Okay. Yes, Murotoli <laughs> meaning drops. Oh, sorry, Murotoli. Okay, yes. okay. All right. I'll use I'll use drops. I think drops will be fine. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. I, I, I you, you the there's been an issue of um, people having difficulties in accessing social development um, yes. in Bethlehem. Can you please take yes. us through those issues and how? Is the government in your area working with you guys to make sure that they they fix these issues? Oh, thank you for your chance here. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, in, in in our community here at Bethlehem, like any other towns in South Africa, we are fed, people are fed up eh, with the empty promises from the the, the politicians because there's a, a, a lot of challenges here in Bethlehem, like. Uh, 
uh, water issues, and the loss of potholes in, in, in our township. And, um, you know, we want to live in a clean, clean area. There's no uh, a, a waste collection in times here. And and as a member of uh, community member of Bethlehem, would you say your fellow, you know, community members are still confident in voting, especially in these upcoming elections? Hey, hey they, they they do want to vote, but uh, you know now we we, we face a, a big challenge because there are lots of parties and people are not uh, now um, believe in in. in in, in in politicians, you know, so they 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 do they do want to cast their ballots, especially now in in my area. There's a lot of youth councillors candidates. I think they are going to vote. Maybe there will be a change. Oh, when we were when we we're talking of a, a youth, like. Mention a lot of the work that you are doing with the social development in in that in that in that um, town. Um, how far has it gone, and how long have you been working with the Department of Social Services, Social Development, rather? Uh, it's been it's been years, it's been years, but now we've got a, a something like a joint venture for for this month, not especially for for this is a. a Time for voting. Voting time. We are special, we are we are working with them now for only this month. Maybe until uh, end of this month. And with regards to because I I, I was once in Bethlehem and when I was in town. I must say the roads are, are really not so good, you know, especially in the CBD. Um, is, are there any signs of those roads being fixed? Uh, has has what's, What are some of the promises that you've heard around infrastructure de- development in that town? I can't tell you clearly, sir. I was I was just you know talking about the the portholes in in Bethlehem in town, and mm. and and just just to just to get to understand if there are any plans that you know have been shared you know promises around, around from different political parties to develop um, inf- infrastructure in that town. Yeah, uh, uh, you know it's like we've been neglected by by our government by by our municipal because now. There's nothing that they do about it. They just do the patchworks. So people here are always fighting about that because now it's like uh, they don't have cars. They don't. They don't. They don't own cars. And a lot of people have cars in our area. And uh, there's a lot of uh, conflict when coming to that. Think that any. So the community sometimes took their own time to fill up with uh, a soil. To protect their cars, so we don't know. Maybe after the, the vote, there will be some changes here. All right, uh, uh, Miss Marotodi, thank you so f- Marotodi, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> okay, Tati, thank you. It's just gone three minutes before 7 o'clock. We just had a conversation with a paralegal officer from N5 Resource Center in Bethlehem talking to us about how they are situation looks like in their city in their town in their town at the moment and i think it's very interesting to hear that there are young councillors who are contesting in these upcoming elections all right it's time for us to live it here for this week but from our producers uh executive producer refilo mekwa our producers uh cliff shiko eva chipa mangaliso kumalo um our technical producer, Kutlano Sarame, and myself, Usiabu Ngamota. It is good night and until next week. You've been listening to Local Voices on Power FM 88.1. Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m.